Welcome to She Who Overcomes, the podcast where we equip women of all walks of life to be extraordinary leaders. I'm Mandy B. Anderson. And I'm Rachel Perman, and we are your hosts. We are the co-founders of Rayma Team, a life and leadership coaching company for women. Each week, we're going to have conversations about what we're overcoming, what we are learning, and what our guests are learning so that you can find the clarity and direction that you need to rise up, lead well, and live with intention. What you've overcome makes you a leader, no matter what your title is. So grab your coffee and let's talk about it. Hey, Overcomers, welcome to another episode. We are excited to be with you today. And we have to say, we are sitting in the warmest podcast studio. It's always a sauna in here. It is. I told Mandy we should start doing themes of like which beaches we're sitting on. (laughs) Something like that. Because Mandy was like, you know, we could just, we should just come in our swimsuits. I mean, it's probably not work appropriate, but it is that hot in here. It basically, we should be because that's how hot it is. And we can't have a fan on or it comes through the sound. So... Yeah, Nate would probably freak out. He would freak out. So listeners, thank you for hanging out with us. We have to give a shout out because I don't know if you know this, Rachel, but um, we have listeners from a lot of other countries lately. I didn't know this until you told me. Yeah. Like not even an hour ago. We have listeners from Singapore. We have listeners from Australia, from Germany. Was it Sweden or Switzerland? I can't remember. I think it was Sweden, but I don't remember. I think so too. So thank you for those of you who are tuning in from around the globe. That's amazing. We love that. And we would love it if you like either send us a message on our website or better yet, leave us a review and a testimonial on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're listening in from, because we would love to know what you are um, getting from our podcast. Mm -hmm. Like, why are you hanging out with us every week? We, how did you find us? Like, that is probably what we really want to know. Tell us how you yes. found us and what your favorite episode has been so far. Um, but yeah, we are, we are excited to be back. Um, excited that our podcast is actually being hosted through Kajabi now, mm-hmm. which gives us the opportunity to host it on our website as well at RaymaTeam.com, but also have it on Spotify. And it's just... I don't know. It's it's way easier on the back end for it us is. Yep. to put it out into the world. So yep. thank you to Kajabi. Um, if any of you Kajabi peeps are listening, mm-hmm. we love you. Yep. And if you want to learn more about Kajabi, Mandy and I love the Kajabi thing. This is not a paid ad or anything Although like that. But we do a, have a thing. What What's that called? What affiliate is it? link. Affiliate link. Yeah. So I, we I do have some website. of our clients that have been interested, changed over to this platform. So if you are a coach or somebody who is trying to do content online, we have absolutely loved it. They have amazing things coming up. So add, not add, for Kajabi. Right. If you're interested, yeah. Yeah, we do have a link. We highly recommend it. And if you need somebody to help you with it, we can be your coaches for that. So absolutely. Alrighty. So what are we doing today? All right. So we're going to be talking about what we are currently overcoming. And since these are always great, big, easy topics, we decided to go with... Do you sense the snark? Like, <laughs> Sorry. Geez, it was very subtle that if you don't know us, you wouldn't have caught it. But she is not being... No. Real. They're like, it. we're... No, we, we don't, don't pick, we don't easy, pick topics. easy topics. Sometimes we say this is going to be an easy topic if you listen to us for a while. Like, if you're one of the OG podcast listeners that's always a lie if we say that if we think it's going to be an easy topic it even the ones that are easy get in depth because we like to take things to a whole other level we don't like to stay on the surface no what was it there's a meme that um 
we have put in a Pinterest board at one point about like, oh, was my deep thought like too deep for you? Do you need to come swim back to the shallow <laughs> end? Like that's that's how we are. We yes. have a lot of deep thoughts. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you grow in in shallows. No. I think sometimes you need to drift there. Right. But like yeah. the best stuff is in the deep. But anyway. So today we're going to be talking about the label of hypocrite. Doesn't that sound fun and easy and exciting? Yeah. <laughs> that is what we are overcoming years later. Still, <laughs> still over, working on it. Still working on it. It's getting easier and easier, I think. I agree. Probably yeah. because we don't care so much. Right. Anymore. So, But you're going to actually be reading out of um, Dangerous Hope. Yes. Which is your newest book. What mm-hmm. number is this? Is this number six? Somebody had asked me that. Um, I think it is number six. That you've written? It's the first bestseller. Right. I will tell you that. And I think it's probably the one I am most proud of and the hardest to write. Mm-hmm. This was hard. Obviously, if you're talking about the label of hypocrite. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Like it it was the hardest book to write, I think, because I told the full on story mm-hmm. of what I went through when I prayed for a healing and threw away my medicine mm-hmm. and walked that out and almost died. Right. All the... Very level headed people are like, duh. That is why just would you do that? one story of that dangerous is, hope in right. there. Like, people probably would be surprised that there's actually other ones in there, maybe there not as serious of life and death yeah. um, as that one, but there are many levels of how dangerous hope is mm-hmm. actually like worked out in your life since, yes. since then and well, not just with your health. And I think that this one, um, the label of hypocrite is actually told in the chapter where I talk a lot about what how Dangerous Hope and the cycle of Dangerous Hope has applied in our business. Mm-hmm. And as a business owner and a creator, what I've learned mm-hmm. through the, the last several years, um, and one of, the, one of the things that I share is overcoming the label of hypocrite or working the mulch of the label of hypocrite into the land. Like, how do you work the mulch of that hope deferred mm-hmm. when you feel hopeless or when somebody has completely torn you down with their words and you're having a hard time overcoming it? Right. And I always think of this one too, like somebody else has come and burned your field down without yes. like, without you um, wanting to. Because sometimes, and we've talked about this, you guys, if you're new to this, you're probably like, why are they talking about planting? Um, right. That is a metaphor through many, if not all of our books, our content yeah, and our podcast. somewhere. Um, so you are going to hear it quite a yeah. bit, but I think of, you know, when we talk about burning fields where it's a choice, but this one, it feels like somebody else has come and burned a field down, mm-hmm. at least for me. Yeah. Um, and you can't do anything about it, but deal with the mulch and the ashes left over. Yeah. And the planting metaphor is strong throughout the entire book mm-hmm. of Dangerous Hope. I mean, the, the tagline is planting something meaningful in the soil of disappointment. So it's throughout there. And the story of me with cystic fibrosis is kind of woven throughout it as well. Mm -hmm. But there are so many life lessons that I have poured into this book. So it is my sixth book, I think, at first, but first bestseller. Right. And so, yeah. So I'm just going to read to you. If you're curious what pages I'm reading from, it's actually near the end of the book. I'm reading from page 152 to 154 Mm -hmm. is where I talk about the label of hypocrite. So here we go. This has been the hardest mulch to work into our fields. When you teach content about personal growth and conflict resolution, you paint a target on your back. People put you on a pedestal and expect you to be perfect, never making mistakes. 
And then if you do make a mistake and inadvertently hurt someone in the process, they can sometimes get mean. This happened to me and it hurts. I don't pretend to have it all figured out or even to live out all of the things I teach with perfect precision. Not at all. In fact, I'm pretty vulnerable about my shortcomings. I've had people take that vulnerability and throw it back in my face by calling me a hypocrite. And it hurts. I believe that our words matter. And I don't throw labels around because I value people. I understand that we all have days where we think things that aren't true or don't actually portray how we feel about a person on a good day. We all have permission to feel our feelings, but we should be able to process them without tearing someone down. Someone close to me once sent me an angry letter, by certified mail, mind you, and called me a hypocrite in it. This person had every right to feel her feelings about the circumstances that surrounded the situation, and I knew she would be feeling these type of things. That's why I gave her space to process and heal. However, I was also dealing with feelings about the situation that went far beyond just her involvement in it. I wasn't ready to talk about things at the moment she insisted we should. And because I upheld a boundary of not yet, she took that as a door slam of not ever. In her anger, she wrote every mean thing she could think of and made sure I got it. That resulted in deep hurt and a questioning of my character that affected how I showed up in my company. I got quiet and stopped writing. I started to believe that maybe I really was a hypocrite. And maybe I shouldn't share anything with people because maybe all I actually did was hurt them. It has taken me a few years to work the mulch of this label of hypocrite into the ground. I had to walk through the very content I shared in chapter five to gain perspective. And I've had many sessions with my counselor to help process the hurt. In doing so, my counselor gave me wise advice that has helped me work this mulch into the ground. So I was ready to plant the seeds of hope again. She said, never let someone else's hurt and lack of character stop you from sharing what you know in your heart you were born to share. That's what she told me. And it was exactly the thing I needed to hear to be able to make it matter again. Working the mulch of the label of hypocrite requires you to face the truth that as you grow, there might be moments where you do act like a hypocrite. However, if you are a person that cares about your character, then acting like a hypocrite in a tough moment does not mean you are one at your core. I'm here to tell you that you are allowed to make mistakes. You are allowed to change your mind. When these things happen, lean into the vulnerability of it and be willing to apologize when needed and explain why the new point of view has arrived. And remember this truth. How you handle a circumstance is on you. How other people handle you handling that circumstance is on them. That's amazing. Um, Doesn't feel also, amazing. No, no, I'm like, I have a lot of feelings. Right? Because, I mean, it's thick in here. Um, Because, you know, you write about the letter, but the letter was addressed to the company. And actually, I was the one who received the letter because were you on vacation? Yeah, I was not even here. I was in the car and you read it. I did. And I was, I was not going to read it to you until you were back in the office. I got it first and opened it up and read the letter and all the things. And um, yeah, so I I have a lot of feelings about this right? as well. Yeah. Um, I 
I think when it comes to the letter itself, it was definitely addressed to both, but pointed at you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I have a lot of thoughts about it because I think for me, that label of hypocrite has definitely come through in my career. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not so much here, but definitely um, when we were Big Blue Couch, when we were mm-hmm. like trying to do the lay ministry and all of that stuff. And a lot of it was because I had a marriage that was so toxic and broken while I was trying to help other people's marriages. Mm-hmm. So there you kind of feel like this duality, which can feel hypocritical. Like, right. You know what I mean? And then we go through the divorce and that, of course, depending on what kind of faith circles you're in, mm-hmm. you can definitely get that when you are also helping people with their issues. Yeah. And so I, I get that label and I have definitely had to work with mm-hmm. mulch. Well, and I that. think too, like one of the things about this is it was insinuated that the reason why I, we and I were hypocrites was because we didn't have an awkward coffee date mm-hmm. when it was when it was requested. Like, right. let's say that. And granted, we're not going to go into the whole situation and what led to this, but we will say that when we teach the Honor Code of Conflict Resolution, which is a course on our site. Mm-hmm. You can go there and go to our website and get it right now. It has helped so many people, mostly women that have gone through it. But when men have gone through it too, it's helped them. It really helps them release the baggage of past hurt and be able to gain some perspective so that if something needs to be talked about, they know exactly what the issue is. Mm -hmm. And it's not like emotionally charged. Right. Right. Because you cannot heal things in the midst of high emotions. Like you can't right. resolve conflict in the midst of high emotions. Right. It's actually step one. It is. And the honor code is let the dust settle. Yes. And part of the reason why we say that, you know, we weren't ready to have the conversation and that not yet turned into not ever. Like I love that line in there because mm-hmm. that's really what happened. Yeah. Um, the dust hadn't settled. No, you and I and, were still working right. through a lot honestly, of things. And I think honestly, this this other person yes. was as well, or the angry letter wouldn't have showed up. Right. Um. And when there's still that much anger, that is not the time to be resolving no. conflict. And I've often said this when we teach this that we like to resolve conflict quicker than we should because we don't like how conflict feels. Right. We don't like sitting in that messy middle of mm-hmm. how long do we wait. Well, there's no magic answer no. on that, but it definitely has to be where both people mm-hmm. are ready to have the conversation. Um, and if it's forced too quickly, there can be mm-hmm. like there can be no more relationship right after that because it's a trust issue. I it, think it really is, and I think that's the part. Like when I said I knew that this person would have those emotions, mm-hmm. I did. Like we actually tell people to write an angry letter because it helps. I have a blog you, post that yeah. I wrote like. Not too like a month ago about writing an angry letter and why it's important. It helps you gain some perspective Mm -hmm. of like, first of all, it gives you a place to put those feelings. Right. Because you have to get them out of your brain. You have to get them out. Yep. And then it gives you a chance, like if you don't throw the angry letter, if you just let it simmer for a little bit, it gives you a chance to go through it again and say, okay, what of this do I actually care enough about to Mm -hmm. either resolve with that person or talk with a coach or counselor about? For my own growth, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, we tell people to write the letter. Yes. We never tell them to send it. No. Like sending that angry letter is irreversible damage. Or having a conversation with a person. I actually did have a counselor tell me once to write an angry letter to a family member. But then the next step was to have a have a coffee date with that 
family member and read the letter to them. Mm-hmm. I had already known what was going to happen if I had a conversation like that with this person and I knew that wasn't a safe option. Right. But I was like, I didn't go back to her after that because I was right. like, that is the worst advice anybody could give mm-hmm. to somebody who's dealing with an abusive person. Like, no, they're... <laughs> The, the letter is for you to process, never yeah. for them. Because like you said, it's either completely irreversible or you're going to get damaged right. in the process. Like there is no, there's like, it's like a drive-by shooting. There's damage everywhere. Right. Like, and you can't reverse you it. You can't reverse it. And I think, you know, that's the part of when you have two people going through mm-hmm. our course, the Honor Code of Conflict Resolution at the same time. Yep. That's when you can actually discuss these things and not like read each other's angry letters no. to each other, but actually come to an awkward coffee date. We actually call it that mm-hmm. where you can resolve the conflict and talk through it and share about what your hurts are right. and what needs to be done moving forward so that um, you can resolve it and strengthen the relationship. Mm-hmm. And even like what are the actions and the words that you need to take responsibility for and right. ask for forgiveness for. Like, that's a right. huge part of it, yes. right? Yeah. But once Especially you send, if there were angry words said right. or written yeah. or whatever, because that happens. Like, it does. we're human. We can say things that we don't necessarily mean in a mm-hmm. moment that we're feeling attacked or we're feeling vulnerable or something like that. Yeah. Um, and, but like, here we are talking about it. Mm-hmm. And this was quite a few years right. ago. Um, and it's still something that comes up when we are creating content, when yeah. we are doing anything that it we're does. like trying to like, it's part of the calling it that is. you have. It's the you know purpose that mm-hmm. you are here to tell your story. Um, but the labels like this, like I said, it's like somebody burns down your entire field and you have to start over whether you want to or you not. You do. And it really made me question things mm-hmm. because I cared a lot about this person, this friend. Um, I had hoped that our relationship could be resolved when mm-hmm. enough time had passed and we had both gone through healing. But if there were ever to be reconciliation now, it would require, first of all, them reaching out to me. Like they've made it pretty clear they don't want me reaching out to them. And mm-hmm. I'm going to honor that. Right. Like if somebody sends you a letter and calls you a hypocrite and says they want nothing to do with you, you're not going to reach out. Like, if you care about honoring their wishes, you're not going to reach out to them. Right. Right? Because now I'm in therapy. What? Legit, only a stupid person right. is like putting your hand back into right. the snake pen and be like, that. I wonder what's going to happen now, next time. if this was you and I, like, if you had, let's let's pretend, okay? Because okay. you and I have a, a very strong friendship, but we have an awkward coffee date. At least once a year. We mm-hmm. haven't had one for a really long time, though. Maybe because we're both in therapy. Probably. Like, we both have counselors to talk things through with. Right. So, it's making it a lot easier. Well, and some of our, like, last coffee date was because we weren't spending enough time right. together, which the entire world wasn't. Like, right, yeah. Going through everything from 2020 right. to, you know, still now. From quarantining and all the things. Right. But if you had written, like, if you had written a letter and called me a hypocrite, or you called me a hypocrite during a fight, like, not right. that we ever have fights where we say stuff I like that. I would never. I know. I would <laughs> never call that to you either. But um, but if you did, right. like, first of all, you'd see the horror and the pain on my face right away, right. and you would, like, totally feel bad. Yes. Like, because I know you. That's right. how you would feel. If that were me saying it to you, I would feel bad, too. But at least we would be able to say, hey, we need to take a moment mm-hmm. 
and walk through our own content here and gain some clarity because that hurt. Right. Like we would, we've definitely had awkward right. coffee dates or we've oh, had yeah. to, like this, the content for this came out of our own friendship friendship. Yeah. That, and, and it came out of like two different, and you might've heard us talk about this in the past, but it came out of two different instances with friends and leaders that we had mm-hmm. walking through conflict. One went really well, one did not, but like, that that's just kind of mm-hmm. the thing when it comes to conflict and relationships, you can't guarantee how it ends. But um, we don't teach, but we don't walk through. Right. So there are times that you and I have had to have these awkward conversations mm-hmm. of, you know, I mean, honestly, even awkward conversation we've had lately is what happens if one of us gets sick and can no right? longer, um, you know, ha- be a part of the business like we are right now. What right. if one of us dies? What do we do then? Like, these are not easy conversations and they're not exactly conflict, but they're the ones you avoid. Right. They're the ones yeah. that you don't want to have because they're uncomfortable, which yeah. really is internal conflict then. So I don't think I ever told you this, but I was, and I haven't talked to my counselor about this yet either, but. <laughs> we're going to just process we're it live here with you guys. Um, what I would, you know, I think that's a leadership skill actually to like process the vulnerable things and then have somebody say, you know what? you might need to work with your coach or counselor on that to gain some more perspective and right. how you can move forward and how it's going to affect you in your leadership. Like mm-hmm. those are important skills to have yes. people. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, I was trying to figure out like, why did this label of hypocrite hit me so bad? Mm-hmm. Right? Like outside of who it was and how the relationship had changed and what had happened and what the circumstances are, why does that bother me? Why do I care mm-hmm. so much, right? Like, right. why? And I remember going back to um, the time in my life where I wasn't doing my medicine mm-hmm. because I was, you know, believing for a healing for cystic fibrosis. And it was during, it was like back in 2000, I, I think it was late 2010, early 2011. Okay. It was after the fire, but still like, I don't, I was working at the Staybridge. I know that Mm -hmm. in Fargo. And I was doing this coaching. I was in like a six-month coaching program with um, a coach. I'm not going to say who, but it was with a coach. Mm -hmm. You know who. Um, And I was asking her because her and I had met at this other event with a different coach. Mm -hmm. And I really admired her. And she had gone through these situations where she had been healed of different, different diseases. Some of them came back. Some right. of them she had to do extra, like she had to seek out other options mm-hmm. to be healthy. And I remember asking her on a coaching call, like, did you ever feel like a hypocrite when you were going through this? And she thought I was calling her a hypocrite. Mm. And at first she like freaked out, freaked out <laughs> and started like putting her tough love coach hat on and right. standing up for herself because right. she thought I was calling her a hypocrite. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, I don't think I'm asking this question right. (laughs) I said, I'm not calling you a hypocrite. I'm wondering if you ever felt like one because of what you went through. Mm -hmm. Because I'm I'm feeling that right now and I need some guidance here. What I needed was a counselor, but I wasn't doing it. I was working with a coach instead. And um, so anyway, I remember that instance and somebody had texted me that was in the program with me that I've never actually met in person, I don't think. And, but we're probably still friends on Facebook today. And she's like, you just had such a sweet way of asking the question. And you were just being so honest. And she must, <laughs> clearly she was like a pearl. Who, right. <laughs> or like a yellow who cares about people's feelings. Right. And she didn't like that. I kind of essentially got yelled at. Right. 
initially, but what that which taught, also tells you that she probably did right feel that was very bit, insightful yes. of like oh okay because usually the things that we are quick to defend are the things yeah. we're either still walking through or haven't touched yet yep. just <laughs> just a little coach and tip, i know that from my tip. own life right. like, oh for sure me too when we got passionate on the poverty mindset episode <laughs> like i'm still walking through some of that right. that we got passionate about towards the end of the call like yep you get passionate and want to defend things that you haven't fully healed or processed in well, your life. Well, I mean, it's the whole concept of this podcast. Is it is. Yeah. What are we currently overcoming? That means we haven't and exactly figured it no. out yet. We're just giving you wisdom if we're further along. Yeah. And I think, like, I I don't know that I'm still... I think I still am overcoming the label of hypocrite. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it is something that is... It's a lie and a label that's constantly in the back of my head. I feel like I am because of the job that we do. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It it really does. I think when you are a teacher, a coach, an, an uh, author, when you're putting content out mm-hmm. into the world that is not fiction, right. um, I think a lot of people would probably say, even if they've never had anybody call them that or you know do work on this particular mm-hmm. you know word we've all probably felt that way and i feel like it's one of the tapes in the back of my head that plays mm-hmm. anytime i'm coming up with something new you know any resistance right it's probably another way it probably to think about falls it, but... under the imposter syndrome yep. line oh, label. For sure. like, yeah and i think like so anybody who's a coach or wants to be a coach or an author or a speaker like Here's some fun things <laughs> <Yeah>. to know. <laughs> Beware. It comes, it does come with the territory because yes. when you put this content out into the world, you do paint a target on your back. Oh, yeah. And we have seen that from other mm-hmm. coaches, like high profile coaches within our industry. You know, people on social media are not nice when they fall from grace. No. Nope. They don't even have grace for them. No, like, they just no, basically not, not on social media. Not on social media. And I think that it's just a constant thing mm-hmm. like and I and maybe we only care about it Rachel because we care about integrity and we right. honesty and loyalty like those right. are high on our core value list for yep. both of us and so and truth and mm-hmm. like honesty and all those things right so maybe that's why we 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 do care <laughs> we do it. we do <laughs> we care about our character we care about what we're putting out into the world that it matches which is that whole integrity thing, like it authenticity, um, vulnerability, all of that goes under this. So I think with this label directly fires at what is the mm-hmm. core of what we believe and what we want to do. And not that, we, and I love that you said that's not going to do this perfectly. There are times when we're hypocritical in what we teach or we have completely changed from what we taught five years mm-hmm. ago. Cause we're like, okay, I'm not sure I believe this anymore. And that's, and, but, it. and that's part of the growth process, right. but being called a hypocrite and having it, stop you from doing the job that you've been called to do the job you want to do mm-hmm. the work that you have have made for yourself yeah that's where it gets so damaging it is and when i say i would never call somebody that i'm gonna just like be honest i have called people names when i write my angry letter because mm-hmm. anger like that's what the angry letter is for your journal between you and God and maybe a counselor. Right. But I would never say it to their face because I know that once you voice those words, you can't take them back. Mm -hmm. So getting it out in a space where you're not going to say something you regret. Yep. I think is important. And then if it does need to be addressed, like, especially since we're talking about leadership Mm -hmm. and equipping women to be extraordinary leaders, if something does need to be addressed, at least you've gotten the emotion out of it yes. and given it time to simmer yep. so that you can 
share it in a way and communicate it in a way that is received. Mm-hmm. Like I think when it comes to leadership, that's what's most important. Yep. Because we all have we all have feelings. Mm-hmm. We all get angry. We all get upset about, you know, right. certain things, big or small. And we need a safe place to be able to process that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. But the moment that you start, you know, spouting those words either vocally or in written form and making sure that that person knows. And mm-hmm. we see this on social media all the time. People oh, yeah. It's like many angry letters all in over the comment place. sections all From over the place. People that don't even know them right? or people that do, but they're not really in right. their sphere of influence. Right. It's like people don't realize that that stuff still hurts. Right. People like just because yeah. they don't know you on the Internet. Doesn't mean that those yes comments or those mini angry letters <laughs> that we're just spewing out into the world, they're there forever. Like you can't yeah. take it back. I, I made a reel and I can't remember if it was on my personal account or our Raymond team account. Uh-huh. But on Instagram, I made this reel that said something about how your words matter. So make sure that you choose them wisely. And <laughs> one of the comments was, uh, people say stuff all the time. Our words really don't matter. And basically, like it was a hater. Right. And I just left it there. And I'm like, I, I don't even really know how to reply to that. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. good riddance. Like, have a great day. <laughs> what? You, go ahead and keep stewing in it. I don't clearly, right. clearly you say things that hurt. Right. And have probably received things that hurt, too. And you're just going to keep on perpetuating right. it. Right. <laughs> Goodness so, yeah, there's that. <laughs> So I think we've probably given you a lot to process and mm-hmm. think about in this episode. If this was definitely one that got you heated uh, while you were listening to it, I want to give you a suggestion. If you haven't already, go get Mandy's book. Um, I think Dangerous Hope is a great place to start if you really want to dig into these labels that we've been talking about, even that planting um, metaphor and what Dangerous Hope, it's a cycle, just so you know. Mm -hmm. Um, what that really means and what that looks like. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it on IndieBound, Barnes & Noble. Um, It's available in ebook and paperback, and there is a hardcover format as well. And thank you if you do order it. I really do appreciate it. Um, And thank you to everybody who ordered it and helped it become a bestseller in several different leadership categories. So, All right. Well, before we go, I have to tell you this story. So just like two days ago, I got this message on Instagram from a past client, and she said, Good morning, Mandy. I need you. Can we schedule a consultation to discuss my coaching needs? I love it when past clients contact us like that out of the blue. It literally happens quite frequently. I'm working with clients right now that just did that to me about two months ago. We're like, we need you desperately. Can you get us in? I love it too. And this is a client that I started working with like way back in 2014, Mm -hmm. I think. And um, I'm really glad that, Rachel, you and I are offering these free discovery calls so we can help find the best solutions for our clients, both past clients and new clients. So whether that's private coaching, speaking, or leadership training for your staff, a discovery call is the first place to start. Right. So here's what a discovery call is. It's 15 minutes to chat about your needs and how either Mandy or I, or even both of us, kind of depending on what you're looking for, uh, can help you. It is free. You can go to raymateam.com, R-A-Y-M-A-T-E-A-M.com. Scroll down to the Get Started area to click on the, it's a pink button, says discovery call, 15-minute discovery call, or click up on the coaching tab to learn more about each of us. If you do follow us on social, you can also DM us. We'll help you get to where you're supposed to be. Absolutely. So we look forward to having that call with you and helping you with whatever your needs are 
for the rest of the year and going into 2020. And that is it for this episode. We're not going into 2020. 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants to go back to 2020. Oh, no. Sorry. 2022. <laughs> Okay, well, that is it for this episode. We clearly need some more coffee. So we want to encourage you to rise up and lead well, and we will talk with you next week. Hey, guys, thanks again for listening. Before you go, would you mind doing us a favor? We would love to hear your takeaways. So please leave us a review and a comment. You might just hear your name in a future episode when you do. This show is produced by Rayma Team Media a division of Rayma Team LLC. If you'd like to learn more about how you can work with us, visit raymateam.com. That's www.raymateam.com. All right, our coffee is cold, so we gotta go. See you next week.